0: So we'll call for any questions this evening. What's the time? Five past seven. Five past seven. Yes, Birch. Um, Bhakti is a
1: countless mercy of um, Krishna. And how about Abhikara for Bhakti?
0: Your question is that bhakti is the causeless mercy of Krishna. What about the qualification for bhakti? Mm -hmm. Well, the qualification is said to be faith in bhakti. And in one sense it means that Krishna causelessly, causeless, it means a few things, but one of the Things that it means causeless is that that from beyond the realm of cause and effect the realm of karma mm-hmm. in this world that's the way things move in this world you you, you, you sow and you reap mm-hmm. so you move in a particular way and then there's a reaction that, that chases you and so such as samsara, cycle of birth and death so from beyond beyond that hmm? not something that's caused bhakti is nityasiddha hmm? nityasiddha krishna prema saddhika so bhakti is uh, comes of her own accord hmm? um, and so the bestowing of bhakti in that sense is is causal, I mean, to say it's not like a thing of this world, that you do something and uh, you get some uh, result that wasn't there before. The result, or or bhakti in this case, is always existing. Nityasiddha Krishna. So it's always existing, and the, the idea is, in the eternal associates of Krishna, all these bhavas that are bhakti, bhakti rasa, this is bhakti, hmm? sakya rasa, madhuri rasa, vatsali rasa, these are eternally existing. It's not something that's produced. It wasn't there at some time and you did something and it and came into being. Hmm? And and so it's talked about in terms of our being able to participate in bhakti as Something that comes from up to down—it's bestowed. The opportunity is bestowed upon us. Hmm? It's causeless. It's not coming from within the realm of karma. It's not something that you can do. And therefore, I get bhakti. I did this, therefore, I deserve bhakti. No, bhakti doesn't work like that. Hmm? I paid this much money. I have this much brains. I did this much austerity. I was pious as 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 a thousand-headed Brahma. Mm-hmm. Uh, the classic uh, example that comes to mind in Gorlila is the the, the 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 nocturnal kirtans in the courtyard of Srivas that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would participate in. And uh, and during those kirtans, not just anybody could get in. Mm-hmm. And there was one fellow who had made a claim that. I should be allowed in I drink only milk I live only by drinking milk that's a pretty considered a kind of materially speaking a very pure life Hmm. and uh, of course Siddhartha said not just by drinking milk and you get into my kirtan Um, and he was cursed by that Brahman to never have a successful family life so his sannyas and our our eternal benefit is all connected to this this Leela which caused him uh, which which eventually his sannyasana is, is coming out of the house of Sri Vāsa with his kirtan and distributing it to the public mm-hmm. generously and so there's nothing we can do that can cause bhakti bhakti is her own cause so she's Bhakti is causeless, hmm? so the causeless by the causeless mercy of Krishna or whatever we get for the guru, we we get bhakti. Hmm? This is one way to uh, think about that. But what you're saying is that well, if there's no if it's causeless mercy, then how do we balance on the other side whether someone is eligible or not? Because in another sense of of the term. Um, mercy seeks no qualification. Seeks to override even um, lack of qualification. Uh, often is the case. It uh, it, it it transcends justice. Hmm? Uh, the just thing may be to um, to commit a person into prison, but the judge may be merciful and let him out. It's possible. So then, in this case.
1: Uh,
0: a person receives a benefit by mercy, and it overrides justice. So he's, his qualification is one thing, but he for less and he gets more. So you're asking along with a question along those lines, and I think that uh, we can say that bhakti is given and seeks no qualification. She, the, the, the idea is that she awakens in the heart of an intermediate devotee, it means bhakti proper, hmm? and from there she is distributed hmm? um, to others. And while that opportunity is made available, almost anyone and everyone, um, just like, for example, the kirtan is going and uh, it's sometimes glorified in terms of its efficacy and uh, um, greatness as a practice because not only does it purify the chanter but other people hear and are benefited even though they have no interest in spiritual life. There is an example that well, the person has no qualification, but they're hearing the holy name from the lips of a of a uh, sankirtan party conducted under the auspices of of, of the, the 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 school of uttam bhakti. So, uh, person gets. So, the idea here being bhakti goes anywhere, and the opportunity is given, but without faith in bhakti. Hmm, how people can take it up as a systematic practice. How can you do anything if you don't have faith in it? Faith is what really animates our lives. Therefore, in the Gita, it is said that, it, that ayam, what is ayam purusha. a person is their faith. Hmm? Uh, so we may recall the poetry of Pujapada suspicion, leads to suspension. So when we lack faith, then we lack animation, we become suspended. Hmm? Uh, that's why that world of faith, if you will, is is described as as being as animate as it is. Shriya, what is it? Uh, Chintamani, prakara sadmasu kalpa vriksha laksabiteshu surabhi Ravi, palayantam. Uh, another verse I'm thinking uh, um kanta kanta parama Purusha Ganamai toya this idea the dancing is singing uh, the dancing is w- walking is dancing the talking is singing the implication in, in such uh, descriptions is that it's fully animated I mean, it's a, in the language of Puja planets of faith worlds of faith Hmm? faith enables us to move and move freely Uh, knowledge intellect is a doubting function Hmm? it ultimately has to be subordinate to faith and to heart Hmm? to decide how to serve best at any given time not to get in the way of serving so free flow of the faithful heart Hmm? this is uh, the ideal of the the paravyom the spiritual sky if you will so, without the requisite faith, and faith means, shraddha means shastriya shraddha. Hmm? If we study Rupa Goswami's treatise, Sri Bhakti Samrita Sindhu, we find that he characterizes the eligibility, or adhikar, for bhakti in terms of faith, and that faith um, with regard to scripture. So, one has faith but doesn't know the scriptural argument. Hmm? His or her faith is weak, komal shraddha. One whose faith is informed by the scriptural argument has drudanista, uh, f- firm faith. He or she may not be able to answer every argument that comes, but they're not going to be shaken by other arguments. And then one who who is wh- his faith is well um, uh, tempered by by shastra, by the argument of shastra. Um, that person is the most, uh, the highest, most eligible. He will, he or she will be most capable of treading the path of, uh, sadhana bhakti. Hmm. This is for vaidhi bhakti, but it would apply to, you know, in the estimation of bhakti vinotak to the, uh, raganuga bhakti also with the, with the caveat that that faith would be lobha mai Faith imbued with the with the with loba with the with the uh, uh, eagerness for the types of uh, bhakti rasa that are manifest in in the Braj or that kind of bhakti that is that is that constitutes an attachment to a devotee who loves Krishna hmm? and following in the wake of their their, their their love their bhava hmm. so faith anyway my point is faith e- even ragnuga bhakti it's not that we throw out the scriptures when we have Raghunuga bhakti but we have the arguments for, for Raghunuga bhakti in the beginning that that uh, are helpful and the way to, to follow the path of ragnuga Bhakti is, is given in the scriptures so it's not, a, as some people mistakenly think, oh, "rag bhakti" means no rules or regulations. Uh, well, there are there is a there is a, a scriptural path called "ragna also. So, at any rate, um, uh, faith means faith, as I say, in scripture. Scripture is the it, prom, a prominent manifestation of revelation. And um, by coming in touch with the revelation, we have a way of knowing that transcends our ability to know on the strength of our intellect, mind, and senses alone. We apply our mind, intellect, and senses to the scriptural argument. Indeed, we employ them in that which is advocated therein as as, as, that constitutes the path. Hmm? So we're not going on the strength of our mind or intelligence, but we're allowing our minds, our senses, to be guided by Shastra and ultimately would be taken over by um, the, the uh, Swarup Shakti that Bhakti is constituted of. So, so Adhikar for Bhakti is faith in Bhakti and the idea is that Bhakti may be given causelessly to anyone but their ability to take it up as a, as a practice systematically will be dependent upon their faith. Hmm? as is with the case with anything. If I give you the opportunity to take up bhakti, I bless you, and it's a, it, it, if you don't have faith in it, then how will you go forward? So suspicion, again, leads to suspension without faith. So the idea is to, to increase the faith, and how do you increase the faith? By associating with those who have faith, hearing the scriptural argument and so forth, and... Then we become more more eligible in the sense that we have more faith, which animates our life in in the direction of the uh, of what that which constitutes bhakti. So it's not a contradiction, as it would, as it seems to have appeared to be to you to say that bhakti is uh, the causeless mercy of Guru and Krishna, um, and at the same time there's eligibility for bhakti. Hmm. Does that help? Yeah, okay. Okay. Hmm. So many people touched by bhakti, but who takes it up systematically? And then we see who takes it up systematically, or appears to, and makes progress, and then they find out, well, actually, he wasn't taking up bhakti, or is only partially, or... hmm. So... Faith also is a kind of knowing... Hmm. Prabhupada didn't like to think of it as, as a mere belief, an intellectual, which Bhaktivedanta would call an intellectual affair, but it's, again, that's another way of saying what I was saying earlier, it's animating. The credo, in the Latin, it, it implies movement, action, not fence-sitting. I'm hmm? oh, sorry, yeah. Another question. So
1: my question is in regard to the, to the other end of the trial of the brahma this is this one verse in the uh Bhattara Samuka Sindha Seva Sadakurupay Nasidya Satri Just describing it. one must engage on sadakuru but also in the internal body in the highest ages. Then it says that in, on one engaging one's there, in the cultivation of the, the bhava one is aspiring for, Tad Bhava Lipsana.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm a little bit confused there because I was understanding that our spiritual body, if that's what the Siddhadeya refers to, is constituted of that bhava which Krishna is, uh, has an idea for us to serve him in that capacity. But the, the verse, at least how it's translated in English, seems that we utilize our Siddhadeya to cultivate that as, as, aspiring that
0: bhava. Right. So the idea is that the Bav uh, bhav is the is the Premankur, the sprout of prem. So just like you see, you know, you go out now and you see and you see hopefully tomorrow <laughs> our mango trees are sprouting buds and then we'll think mangoes are coming. It's gonna be months. Hmm? But mangoes are coming this year, something like that. If you just see the green leaves, you know, then, you, you, you know, that no mangos coming. As hmm? soon as the bud comes, then, as long as the ant doesn't come, as long as the aparat doesn't come, <laughs> uh, then, then it will come. Hmm? So bhav is the premankur the sprout of prem, and as it sprouts, then it, it's cultivated, so that the stai bhav has a beginning and it has an end. Thayibhav has a beginning, a budding sensibility for serving Krishna in a particular way, and then what's cultivated internally is the various ingredients that combining with, the, when combined with the bhav hmm, constitute rasa. Hmm? There's the uh, Samjodibhav, the Vibhav, the anubhavs, satvik hmm? all these combined with the sthayi tastefully constitute rasa. So there is an ongoing hearing and chanting and meditating within and uh, on particular leelas, chanting particular names and so forth, and uh, and cultivating that which is just. Uh, a beginning. So it's a, and then the idea is that that gradually one, one's identity shifts, entirely. it entirely steps into. It's a kind of a stepping into that identity. It's something like you know you you, you know you, you went you got a scholarship to to, uh, to play football in high school or something, and then you know you were lucky and you got a scholarship to play in the college. Hmm? So you're a football player, quarterback all the way, and you know, so forth. But you know you still haven't hit the big leagues. And then from the college, you get you know drafted into the into the NFL team. This is very American, I know, but uh, <laughs> uh, into the into the, the, the professional league. And and even then, you may sit on the sidelines and wait for your opportunity, or you may go in and play a play and then come out and. And one day you'll be, you know, the starter, and uh, that's something like that. So it's it's not that as just as as bhavs begins to manifest, just like you know you you will you 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 also the beginning of satvik bhavs will be tears, urination, hmm? not necessarily trembling, not not things like perspiring blood and. that we we hear about Mahaprabhu did that Rupa Goswami says I'm not even going to talk about that Um, so it's a a cultivation Bhava Bhakti is a a, it's a kind of a practice and it's a kind of a perfection a little bit from both sides so to speak and it is um, a stage of bhakti unto itself at the same time Sadhana Bhakti bhava Bhakti Prem Bhakti it's uh, yeah, from unripe to ripe, something like that. Does that help? Okay. What else? Yes. I was wondering. Uh, it seems like
1: uh, soldiers that were in Krishna's army were deprived of His mercy during the battle at Kurukshetra. Krishna told them to fight on Duryodhana's side and they didn't even have the chance to fight directly with with Him like demons uh, have. So I was kind of wondering why that happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah this is all Krishna-lila, so. And all the players are moving according to the will of Krishna for the sake of the lila. Hmm. I think it said that everybody who died in the battle was liberated, something like that, different types of liberation. Who could say he had ten billion bodyguards and, <laughs> and what, what their Positions all were it would be difficult to analyze I think that the such questions are not very useful and don't constitute a very thoughtful reading uh, of the text the, the way in which we know that the armies of Krishna fought on the other side um, is uh, seeking to instruct us about something else. Mm-hmm. And that's what we should draw. In other words, we know that Krishna's armies fought on the side of Duryodhan. Why do we know that? How do we know that? Can you say? Can anybody say? Marsh. Well,
1: because they have the story of Arjuna and Duryodhan, the
0: way they approached Krishna. Right. So Duryodhan went to, uh, I believe Krishna was maybe in Hastinapur at the time, or maybe he was in Dwarka, and uh, and Duryodhana wanted to approach him to get him to fight on his side. Mm-hmm. And Arjuna also went. <coughs> Excuse me. And when, mm-hmm. when Duryodhana arrived, Arjuna was already there. And he was sitting at Krishna's feet. Hmm? And Krishna was sleeping. So Duryodhana thought, oh, I'm, I came here late. He, so Arjuna will ask first. So he's here for the same reason. So as Krishna, as he asked him first, Krishna will be obliged to to oblige him. But then Duryodhana saw he's sitting at his feet. So he thought, well, he's a fool. I'll sit at his head. So as soon as he opens his eyes, I'll be right there. And I'll say, will you fight for me? <laughs> On my side. And then he'll get the question in first. Was the idea? This was the calculation of Duryodhana. And but what happened was Krishna woke up and looked at his feet first. And Arjuna asked, hmm. and so he, he he bet. He asked that you fight on my side, and so Krishna agreed. And but Duryodhan was there, and he asked second, so he had to get something. So he said, "Well, you take my armies." So the the lesson to be learned is that that um, better to have Krishna on your side hmm, uh, than uh, all of his armies or something like that. Uh, uh, that's one 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 lesson. Uh, and the other one, of course, is is that, that the humble attitude of Arjuna to sit at the feet and so forth is the way to get to the Lord's heart hmm, and. Uh, he did so out of affection, not to be, not to be looked at first or whatever. But he's respectfully, with the service attitude, at his feet. So this is the way in which Arjuna approached. We are taught is the way to get Krishna on your side, hmm? and that's what we want to learn: how to get be on Krishna's team, hmm? how to be on Krishna's side. So the story, the leela, is teaching that. And questions like. What? How come? What happened? All the armies—they fought over there. Uh, uh, the, those aren't even questions to ask. That's to misconstrue, not understand the, the, the important lesson and be distracted. Hmm? So these leelas, uh, if, uh, if in one sense, for us, they all have, they have they have lessons. Hmm? And then the, the mind or intellect just wants its satisfaction. But but what about this? And but what about? How could that be? And too many people, and, and whatever happened to them, and, what, what, and and then, and then, there's no answer for those things. So there's doubts, in it but, but it's clear what the story is teaching. There's a moral, if you will, a spiritual moral hmm, uh, to the story. That's what's to be. That's the way these scriptures are written. Hmm. So if you don't approach it in that way, you'll have all these questions that that. Uh, that aren't really meaningful. Hmm? You follow? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so much for that question. <laughs> we got something out of it. Oh, thank you for asking. What else?
1: Yeah. So I often try to understand the position of Prahlad Maharaj in the sense that in uh Krishna reality the beautiful Sri Sri refers to him as a as in mm. I suppose because he, I think he also noticed the fact that he's of he's, mm-hmm. he's perfected his life through the Smarana process, internal absorption meditation. Mm-hmm. But at the same time you see the prologue is, is quite overtly purifying preaching, encouraging others to take it apart, his school friends, so he's you know, he's really elaborating on the whole process
0: and he is he, preaching so that that's like that's that's a, that's a direct service we were understanding just today not so much a shantaras Shanta as to trying to understand that position well I think that Pujapada Sridha is speaking of him as Bhagavatam Bhagavatamrita describes him in relation to Hanuman mm-hmm. who personally served the Lord and is an example of Dasya and so Um, uh, Parlad considers himself to be less than Hanuman because he didn't render any personal service to the Lord. He's simply remembering him. Yes, in this world he did canvassing and preaching and so on and so forth. But these people, such paradigmatic uh, people in in the Bhagavatam, have different um, roles and... um, and, um, and they may exhibit um, one thing for to teach uh, by example, and another thing in another circumstance. there are multi uh, kind of faceted persons following the Lord in different leelas. Narda is another example, uh, appearing in, in different sentiments in different places, at times. Even 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 there's the Gopi Narda. And, and so on. So they're not restricted. But if you look at them from one angle, they may represent... So I think he was speaking about how he appears on the ladder, if you will, given in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, which is the ladder of the Bhagavatam, different religious conceptions and ideas. Prahlada's kind of the doorway, no material selfishness. Um, but in the realm of the Lord, if you will, in Leela hmm, he doesn't appear to have active service one might have active service here there are there may be Shantarasa devotees that preach Hmm? right Um, so Leela Seva is another thing Hmm? and in Leela he fought against Krishna (laughs) isn't it there's a story like that yeah and he was lamenting, and so forth. Uh, so, uh, uh, whereas in, in, we're talking about in Lila, even in the part of the, I'm in the spiritual sky, hmm? we find Hanuman is right there serving Ram at all the time. He has at all the he has personal service to uh, Bhagawan uh, Ramchandra. And again, Prahlad is is meditating. Hmm? He's the example. What what is he the example of? Is he the example of Smarnam? Mm-hmm. Of the twelve, of the nine types of bhakti, Navalakshan bhakti? Yeah. Go through them for us.
1: There's Shravanam is Parichita, Shravanam is yep. Sugarev, yep. Smarnam is Pravada, mm-hmm.
0: then Archanam is Prithu, uh, Vandanam is, Prith, is Kurova.
1: Archanam is Prithu or is it Ambarish? No, but, uh,
0: Not Bali, hmm? not Bali.
1: there's another example of that.
0: Uh, You're giving to Rupa Goswami.
1: As Shri Prabhupada, in making devotion.
0: Ah, Prithu, then. is a krura.
1: Uh-huh. Maybe I've got it wrong after shit. Yeah. Sakya so, then. Arjun. Arjun Dasya was one.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, Atmanivedana. Maybe. Yeah? That sounds Balimarsh is that money, though.
1: Also.
0: At any rate, he's. is so, Lakshmi. Um, Lakshmi, I forgot. Yeah, Lakshmi. So, Smaranam, and Smaranam meditation, I mean, obviously it's central to rag Bhakti, but uh, unto itself it, it does uh, kind of conjure up a, a Shanta kind of. Uh, picture. Hmm? So, what else?
1: Yeah. Another conundrum. You may have addressed this before, but I think it's always good to sort through. In the Govardhan section of the Bhagavatam, Duryaraj's he's worshipped as Krishna himself he's, he claims you know, he's Krishna himself but elsewhere in the Bhagavatam he's glorified as Hari Varya and other
0: places as well the best of the devotees of Krishna But mm-hmm. so how do we square those? well the idea that Govardhan is Krishna, is clear in a number of ways, um, and it comes out in a prominent sense in the Govardhan Leela, as you, you're mentioning. So, um, and we worship Govardhan Lila as, as Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Worship the Govardhan Lila as Krishna himself. aradhya uh, Bhagavan the Dhamma is not different from Krishna. But the idea that Govardhan uh, is the best servant of Krishna is that it comes in the Bhagavatam as a, as a perspective uh, put out there by, by Radhika in the Venu-gītā. That's the, the reference where she refers to him as Haridasvarya, the best of Krishna's servants. So she's looking at the Govardhan hill in terms of how Govardhan provides so many services for Krishna in the Leela. Hmm? Um, and there's a beautiful description of that in Gopal Champu of Jiva Goswami, how all the sixteen items of worship are provided the sweet water, the flowers, the uh, resting place, caves, and everything that you would offer in the in Seva Puja hmm, with mantra and token items and so forth. You see, all of these things that we do, for example, in the Seva Puja, they're all being done in the Leela also, hmm, the arctic. It's like you say is 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 part of the realm of ritual, and there's a symbolic interaction with Krishna, and in the leela, it's it's a kind of hands-on, and all those things are there, all those things are going on, but they take a different shape, and so it's a nice description of Jiva Goswami, very elaborate description of. Govardhan offering all the items and if if you do the pujari work in the morning and you read read that you you get a glimpse of how what you're doing is also going on in the lila and Govardhan himself is an example of that sometimes he said that well the gopi's hearts are like an oil lamp and their eyes moving looking at his at his body around and around is is the arctic they're offering Artik like that it's so all these pra- these things that we do here in practice in the realm of ritual if you will are symbolic hmm, um, uh, representations of the Leela. They're not symbolic representations of something that's impersonal ultimately but so um, so anyway she has a, a vision like that and um, it's true that Govardhan is providing all these facilities. Hmm, but at some point in the Leela, in the Govardhan Leela in particular, it's sh- it, it shown, you could say, that the Vrindavan that the itself is Krishna. Hmm? Um, you can look at the Dham as non-different from Krishna, or you can look at the Dham as a manifestation of the uh, Sandini Shakti. Hmm? So there's different ways that you might, uh, you might look at it, and you might look... Uh, in terms of an emphasis on Ladini, an emphasis on Samvit, an emphasis on Sandini, Shakti, which are the elements, and that will give different perspectives also. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's... uh, We have... uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, and he's a devotee of Krishna also. There are other examples. But... um, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself worshipped Govardhan as Krishna. And he taught Raghunath Das Goswami, to, who was the Prayojan Tattvacharya, to worship the Govardhan as Krishna. Hmm? Now it's become fashionable in one sect that I'm aware of to worship the Govardhan as the as servant of Krishna, hmm? as the way to rāg Bhakti, because this is the way Radha sees him and you want to see, but these things are not this was not taught by jaitanya Mahaprabhu not taught by raguna das goswami whose whose example we are to to follow hmm? he personally gave the stone from govardhan and the gunjamala to raguna das and told him to worship in this particular way to see the Govardhan qila as krishna so we don't think that by following that um Example of das that we'll miss out on anything. Hmm? So I would. So I think there has been perhaps maybe some overemphasis on on that idea hmm? that Govardhan is is uh, is is the servant of Krishna and as as well as Krishna and the the idea of the servant should be emphasized. It's, it's something that. Radha said. And, "Yeah, Radha's perspective and
1: her ecstasy, I guess.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And it's true. He's, off, all, he's offering all these things. The, the birds on Govardhan are doing the kirtan and waterfalls are doing the bathing. The caves are the resting place and there's various flowers and and grasses and the, this beautiful description of all the different items of worship that Govardhan is, is providing. Hmm. So uh, we, we are in position to be a govardhan is Krishna. Mm-hmm. He's worshipped in that way. Anything else? Born wants to keep me talking, but he can't think of any question to ask. There will be another night. Gold playman